This is part two of our episode called Just Talking, where we talk because that's what we do on We Need to Talk. If you want to talk, definitely talk to us because this is what we do is talk. Talk, talk, talk. Talk, 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 talk. Let's get into it. Because there's certain instances where intention definitely has a big impact. Mm-hmm. So I think the obvious one is like a murder. Okay. So you have, um, okay, let's, let's classify a couple of different types of... Uh, Killings, let's call them. So killing is the immoral or amoral version. I can't keep being immoral, amoral word. So killing something is not either good nor bad. It's just kind of something that happens. So you have murder. Uh, is it first degree murder? Is that mm-hmm. the you know fully thought out one? Mm-hmm. So you no, have, I think is that third degree. I think third degree has the um, precognition, and I think first degree is like on the spur of the moment. Okay, so there's like third degree, I guess it's like third degree burns. Those are worse than first degree burns, right? There's third degree murder, and third degree murder is, you know, like, pre- like I said, precognition. People have thought about it, and they pre-planned it. And people judge that to be worse than if it was a spur of the moment. So spur of the moment is just kind of like, you know, maybe you and your wife got into a fight, and, you know, you decided to kill your wife because she pissed you off. You kind of threw a bottle at her head, and she died. And then there's homicide, which is not pre-planned. It just kind of happened. So like a hit and run like a, with a drunk driver, that's an example of homicide. I thought that was manslaughter. Okay, manslaughter. There we go. Homicide is just killing someone else. So there's manslaughter. And so th- that's, accidental, that's accidental killing. And then there is euthanasia. And euthanasia is when you kill someone, but they wanted it. Uh, maybe snuff films to some degree, but that depends on what kind of snuff film it is. Uh, there's a whole debate about whether snuff films actually exist. Uh, but uh, uh, euthanasia is an example of when well, you know someone wants to be killed and that that person kills them. Mm-hmm. So these, there's the same kind of action, which is killing, you know, killing a person. But there's all these different moral implications. So people argue that you know third degree murder is worse than second degree murder, which is worse or which. Yeah, third-degree murder is worse than second-degree murder, which is worse than first-degree murder, murder, which is worse than manslaughter, which is worse than euthanasia. Or some people, they say euthanasia is good. Mm-hmm. No one really argues that uh, um, any sort of murder is good, though, because mm-hmm. murder is just naturally morally charged, which is why when people have these debates about abortion, there's one side that says that uh, uh, abortion is murder, so they morally charge that because murder is naturally wrong. But the other side will say uh, abortion is killing a fetus. Mm-hmm. Where killing is just morally neutral. It's neither good or bad. It's just kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. And so the, the language and how kind of how the language or how different intentions kind of change the the meaning or the moral implications of those things is it, to me it's kind of intriguing. It's hard to think out though sometimes. Yeah, and this this kind of brings us back to a conversation that you and I have had in the past about advertising and is there a limit to um to the to advertising in in how something is done if I want to get the word out about uh breast cancer. So I have a bunch of women line up in New York's Times Square and just take their shirts off and are running around talking about uh, talking about tick cancer, like is that is that morally unjust to do so if the final outcome is improved recognition of breast cancer? 
morally unjust? I don't think so. I'm not sure if it's the best strategy. It might be a great mm-hmm. strategy. Um, so to some degree, it depends on how well it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to another degree, I, I don't know if it is because I don't know if just going after awareness and it is good if you're if you're misrepresenting the cause. Mm-hmm. So if your cause is very serious, you know, say breast cancer or let's say it's prostate cancer or something like that, mm-hmm. if you have a ad campaign which is kind of uh, not serious, it doesn't take the issue seriously. Like it's all about kind of having parties with your your dick out or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it's a swingers event where you know the goal is just to swing with as many people as you can. Each time you swing with them, you uh, add a dollar to the the the, the fu- donation fund or something like that. That sounds like an awesome plan. So to me, it it doesn't match the tone or it doesn't match the the objective of like the overall mission statement of the the cause. You know, maybe the overall mission is you could say to gain money and to kind of solve the issue. It's more about mm-hmm. fundraising. But I, I don't think it matches the, the, the tone or the uh, the directive. I don't think it's immoral, though. It, uh, I See, I, I to me, it does not matter as long as the effect is the same. As long as you are raising money mm-hmm. and it's not, like, absolutely morally reprehensible, like uh, teenage girls doing car washes, <laughs> then I think it's fine as long as it's it's raising money and raising awareness. Here's a new marketing idea I have, okay? Okay. We want to raise money for breast cancer. So we hire 3,000 hookers. And they go around and they fuck all the, go- all, the go- all the dudes. And while they're riding them, they're talking about breast cancer. <laughs> Raising awareness. They're like, you want to put it in my butt? First, we got to talk about prostate cancer. Did you know? These are the common stats about prostate cancer. And then they take 10% of their proceeds and it goes towards that charity. So are you hiring these prostitutes? Um, I am connecting uh, people who are providing prostitution services with clients looking for said service. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. And 10% of all proceeds go towards cancer funding. I mean, funding for cancer. For it, not against it. I think, not against, I, I think it's a pretty terrible idea. I think uh, that's a great idea because I think no nobody's going to be less excited to talk about breast cancer than when they your dick's in their mouth. All oh, horrible breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. It's very I, bad. Listen, if it puts money into researchers' pockets that they can solve this terrible, terrible disease, this malignant growth on the culture of our society, I think that's a good thing. Okay, so let's take another example here. Mm-hmm. Global warming. Yeah. What if the method for fundraising against global warming mm-hmm. or climate change is to have dance parties? Yeah, that sounds like an awesome plan as long as it raises money and raises awareness. To me, it doesn't work because it's, it's not <laughs> if – if it's a serious issue that needs to be solved, you know, the steps you take to solve it are need to be like – Why do serious issues need to have serious fundraisers? I don't get that. I don't think the fundraisers need to be serious, but I think they need to like be in congruence with the issue. Why? Because it's it's like you're trying to – it's it's like if you have 
Okay, you tell me. Are you more likely to buy into climate change if you're a non-believer when you got six beers in you or when you're sitting in a classroom being taught? Okay, that argument is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that the method of raising money is completely irrelevant as long as the outcome and the cause are noble in and of themselves and it's not in and of itself morally reprehensible or worse than the cause, than the thing you're trying to raise money for in the first place. I guess this question's about the whole moral reprehensibility, which mm-hmm. is a little bit hard to kind of measure. Okay, sex with kids, that's morally reprehensible. Okay. I'm talking about like the drastic scale. I'm not talking about the 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 intricacies of should prostitution be legal? Obviously, yes. Or what if I'm selling meth to like if as long as it's to a consenting adult, I don't care. Send ten percent of those proceeds to cancer research. Okay, so th- this is what I'm thinking for like a good fundraiser. All right, I'm ready. So imagine the issue is that the ocean side is polluted, right? So there's okay. lots of pollution on the ocean side. Let's say it's uh down in York. Let's say. Yeah. So what you do is you say, we need to clean up this ocean side. So we're going to gather this event. We're going to have an event here. And we want you to pledge. And for every pound of you know stuff we pick up, we'll have you pledge. And so yeah. for every pound, you will donate, say, like a dollar or five dollars or whatever you choose. Yeah. So I think that is a good fundraising solution. That sounds like an awesome fundraiser. Well, because it's in congruence with cleaning up the ocean. Wait, and- how? Because you're cleaning up the ocean by donating money, like you're you're putting uh-huh. money to that cause. It, it's not raising; it's raising awareness. Number one, so that, that's that's a good thing because people are now aware of the issue. But the people who are doing the fundraiser are actually doing something to clean up the ocean. It, it's it direct, it's directly con- contributing to it. It sounds like you're making the argument that the best way to raise money for something is to actually just do the thing, and I, I don't agree with that because there are a lot of causes that that's not even possible. I think it's connecting what the thing is. For every pound of, of tit that we mammogram, you got to donate a dollar. We're going to get 16,000 pounds of tits. A dinner? I think a dinner is a good like example of like a one that's kind of irrelevant to the thing, but that works because dinner is very easy to do and people just donate a lot of money. Okay. Easiness should have nothing to do with it. All that should matter is the final outcome. Whatever is going to raise the most money and still be morally acceptable, to me, is the best possible thing that we can do. So I'm saying a dinner would have some legitimacy to it because it's something people do already. And people can take the issue seriously there. They can give speeches about the issue. They can do all that kind of stuff. You can say you can give speeches at a dance party or at a, a rash a march where they're kind of marching topless. But uh, I'm saying that it allows the issue to be taken seriously still and be in congruence with the idea because, you know, eating is what people do in general. Why Why is tone, Why does tone matter at all? Well, because it's like, it, it's, so you can argue it doesn't. I'm not saying... I argue it doesn't. That is my firm stance. It, it does not matter. I could have a I could have a dinner where there's whoopee cushions in everybody's seat and we're serving McDonald's french fries in a fucking Bugatti, like it doesn't. the The ridiculousness of the dinner could be more than the ridiculousness of a dance party. 
I, I don't think that the tone necessarily is what matters. I think all that matters is the outcome. So I think this is just a disagreement we have. I think this is just a firm disagreement we have that I have absolutely no reservations about any type of advertising or, uh, or, or fundraising in any capacity as long as the outcome is, is morally good. What I'll say is that if I saw an ad, let's say this ad was for helping teens with alcoholism or um, mm-hmm. new drug addiction and stuff like that, but the ad was like this, people have problems. These problems are serious. Delinquents, smoking, no, not like delinquents, people smoking weed, children, teenagers, all of them, alcohol, drug addiction, all the things. It's terrible. Doom, doom, doom. And there's only one way to solve it, to find out that way. Go to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash drugsandteens.com. Um, there's no .com in there. But yeah, so, so to me, I didn't do a very good job with that, but... Uh, like over dramatizing the issue, the, the issue is very dramatic in nature, but it seems kind of like super. It, it's like they're doing like a movie trailer, mm-hmm. and to me, it kind of cheapens. It, it's kind of using the people, so the issue, the drugs and or the drug addiction and alcohol addiction, and the issues that these teens are facing, and it's kind of making light of it. It's it's by taking it so seriously, they're over dramatizing in that way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not taking it seriously, and it's kind of commoditizing the issue. And you could say it to some degree that maybe that's what a fundraiser is, and you know it's agreeable. But what I can say is, if I have seen an ad like that, which I I have seen something similar to that, mm-hmm. uh, where it took like a real issue and it made it very, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like that, I don't want to donate. It sounds like your problem's not with. It sounds like your problem isn't with the method in general, but with the effectiveness of the method. And I think effectiveness is obviously something that needs to come into play when you're making a decision about how to do something like this. It's not with the effectiveness. It's with the, the tone. So. You said, no, no, no. It's with the effectiveness. You said that the tone makes you not want to donate. Yeah. So you not wanting to donate is how effective the tone is. I, it's I how effective so. the ad is. So that's what I'm saying is that your problem is that the tone made you not want to donate. I'm saying if we have a tone that does make people want to donate, regardless of what the tone is, regardless if it of is if it's quote unquote serious enough or on brand for cancer, like I think that's irrelevant. The tone is irrelevant as long as the effectiveness is there and it's not morally reprehensible in and of itself. So, so this is where I'm disagreeing. So I'm not saying that the tone will make it less effective. I think if you were to get like say a lot of girls. Uh, especially if they're very attractive girls like in New York City, just walking down the street topless for some fundraiser, they're going to get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very effective. There's different methods for fundraising which will be very effective, especially ones that involve naked girls because guys will pay lots of money for naked girls anyway. Yep. And if it's for a fundraiser, they don't care you know, why they're giving it. They're just going to give it. Right. So, so there's, I'm not saying it's not effective. Now, not, it's not effective with me, but... I'm saying that if you're doing a fundraiser, the fundraiser should be... I think if you saw a naked girl walking walking down the street and she asked you for $5, you would hand her your whole wallet. You. I don't don't think so. You would would definitely give her $5 if you had $5 in your wallet. If you had $10, you would give her $10. Okay. If you had a 20, you would give her a 20. How hot is she? She's topless, Nate. Why would... Since when do you care? Well, if she's like 70, I mean, it's probably only going to be like 50 cents I give her. All right. Well, fair... Fair enough. I think the 
the idea here was that she was hot, but we'll we'll go on. <laughs> okay, so so she's super hot. Uh, let's say Dito Angel. Dito Angel asks you for five dollars to help support breast cancer. There is no possible scenario where you say no to that. I might be like you could hey, be there with your wife and six kids, and you would give her fucking fifty dollars. I might be like, hey, you know that prostitution rally, you know their fundraiser doing? Are you, are you gonna be at that one too? <laughs> I'm just saying a prostitution rally would be a really great way to raise money. That's all I'm saying. I think that's what you should really take away from this. 10% of the proceeds. So again, I'm not arguing it's not necessarily effective, but I'm arguing that it's better to be in line. And maybe that's... If, if being in line means that you make less money, I disagree. I think if you want to represent your case, you should do it... Um, well or in concurrency with what your actual case is uh, again it might make you less money because uh, again topless girls walking down new york city they'll get way more money than uh people at a dinner just talking about things this is super not this is forrest this is nate this is unqualified networks unqualified unprepared and unafraid to say what we think you can find more at podcastnh.com and why why is one i i just fundamentally don't understand why one is better than the other well because one people are you know usually it's rich people and they're just donating lots of money and the whole dinner is just you know have a nice little dinner and then they give speeches and talk about the issues Mm -hmm. and it's it gives it it doesn't delegitimize delegitimize the issue so i'm not saying there's anything wrong so you think a bunch of women walking around topless collecting money or having sex with people for money delegitimizes cancer research doesn't delegitimize cancer research it it's not in congruence with the with with the goal it's it's not it's not taking it seriously it's kind of like let's let's have dance parties for very seriously people are donating their time and services in order to in order to help mitigate a serious serious issue we talked to like a, for an hour about this last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't even on the air. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like this has been bothering you. This bothers me a lot because I just fundamentally don't understand why people think that the method of advertising in any way affects the the outcome in and of itself. If the outcome is positive, well, the, it does affect the outcome, but it's whether that whether the means justify the ends. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that any means that is not in and of itself morally reprehensible will always justify the mean, the end. I'm not going to say that it justifies it. So that's where my disagreement is. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not going to say it doesn't work. I mean, it's, 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 it's taking certain, certain means that will always work. Like we said, naked girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the prostitution would work so well. Uh, maybe it would, especially if it was more. With me running it, it would work perfectly. How would you get around the laws? Well, it would be um, a licensed massage therapist. Would you be like a like a their, giant? Their vaginas are licensed with the state of New York. If you got like a a three thousand girls to do this, mm-hmm. you would be like the world's biggest pimp, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like a super pimp. I'd be super pimp for cancer. But ten okay. percent of all the proceeds go to cancer. Hmm. Hmm. And another ten percent go against cancer. Okay, here's one. Here's one. So imagine it's like the prostitution one, mm-hmm. but the idea is that uh, let's say this is mostly to do with guys, and it's about how long they can last. So for 
let's say you have 30 minutes with them, but the goal for the prostitute prostitute is to give you a hand drop, let's say, and or let's say the massage therapist is to get you to come as soon as possible. Okay. And the quicker she gets you to come, the more you donate to the money, the cause. Okay. So it's kind of like a little like game there. So uh, if she can get you to come in like say a minute, then mm-hmm. you have to pay like say a thousand dollars. Whereas if you ask like say five minutes or say ten minutes, it's like uh, you know substantially less, like say two hundred dollars or something like that. Okay. So that might be a little fun game you could have with that. That sounds like a really fun game you could have with that, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like as long as they're both consenting adults, a great way to raise money for cancer. So it's a great way to raise money, whether it's a uh, uh, whether the it's a great means though. It's an awesome means. It's gonna make a lot of people really happy, mm. and it's gonna help save lives. There's like zero negativity in any of that. This is like very pragmatic. It's hard to argue against pragmatism because it's like, it's like, you know, cancer research, you don't want that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I do, but I just want it to be funded appropriately or not, maybe not appropriate is the word is if it's going to be funded, I want it to be per- funded through the proper means. And I think that we fundamentally disagree on what the proper means means. Yeah, and when I say proper, I don't mean I want the the funding to be in congruence with the the actual thing. So the only way to raise money for serious issues is through serious means. Mm-hmm. I mean, not serious, but uh, so w- what's your feeling on comedians talking about serious issues? Are they not allowed to make fun of it because it's not on brand with? What if a comedian? What if you have a comedy night to help raise money for cancer? Like, are you not allowed to laugh at the jokes? You just have to sit there and listen to them and be like, yeah, I should donate money. You're right. I mean, that's kind of like a dinner, though. And it's taking something that's already happened. A comedy show is yeah. like a dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that's going to already happen. And there's kind of using the com- com- comedian's kind of pull. And prostitutions are already going to happen. It's, it's already going to happen. Well, you're hiring them. You're hiring them to go out there. No, and- no, no. I am connecting clients with people who provide services. I'm not hiring anybody. Is this how you get away with like not paying like their 401k and I their don't, I, listen, health insurance? This is, they are freelance. All I am is a marketplace. I connect people. I, I connect people. That's it. I don't have to pay them a wage. I just connect people. This is what they do. They're contractors. I don't pay anything. That's what the customer's for. They don't want me to pay them because then that means I'm taking a cut. I don't want to cut. All I want is 10% of the proceeds to go to cancer. This is a thing that's already happening in the world. Might as well help help pay. I do think prostitution is something that should be like less seriously taken like 100 years from now. Like like I'm like, we had to talk about this. Like myself with prostitution, I don't think I'd go to a prostitute ever. Uh cuz I I'm right now I'm in the current kind of context of the world. But, like, say, 500 years from now, maybe, if I was born at a different time, like, where it wasn't really a big deal, it might just be, like, just going to a massage, like, massage therapist. Like, oh, man, I'm really stressed out. You know, let me just go to the prostitute and or the massage therapist, and she can give me, like, a, she can help relieve me a bit. I don't think it's going to take 500 years because robots. They already have these sex robots. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to take 500 years, Nathan. Have you heard of these uh, sex robot brothels? No, I haven't. So how much of their proceeds go to cancer? <laughs> Pro- prostitutes are really mad about it or mm-hmm. sex workers as they call them because exactly. But, but uh, to me, the idea is kind of terrible because 
okay so there's a place where they have like these dolls that you can like buy like an hour's time worth it it's like 60 bucks for like an hour mm-hmm. but the problem i have with that is okay i'm number one about into like dolls if it's a sex robot maybe it's a little bit different because if it's not like if it's imagine that some sort of like flashlight out there which is like motorized and does all this stuff okay and it's my personal thing that's one thing but if it's a, a doll that's kind of creepy to me and if it's a let's, let's go one step further if it's a doll that ever like it's a doll that's shared by other clients mm-hmm. you, you could maybe argue that you know if you are if you're having sex with a girl, that girl may have had sexual partners, you know, many sexual partners, maybe even like 10 or 20 or 30, or if you're a porn star, maybe 200, and you're having sex with them, isn't that, why isn't that bad? Well, it's because they, their vagina is very good about cleaning itself. There's a whole process in that. So, and I don't trust cleaners at some sort of place to clean a toy vagina properly. What if they use the vagina fluids from a prostitute? Wait... What are you suggesting here? I'm suggesting that we get in on the market of a vagina cleaning. <laughs> we sell vagina juice to these robot brothels. We sell v- <laughs> vagina juice to these robot brothels. <laughs> Nate, did you just say that sentence out loud? We sell vagina juice to these robot brothels. <laughs> Nate, we need to talk. <laughs> we gotta stop there. Oh I can't God. believe you just said that sentence. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Matt Sicoria from the Behavioral Observations Podcast. We provide stimulating talk for today's behavior analyst. But if you're not a behavior analyst, you don't even know what a behavior analyst is. Well, that's okay too, because we have lots of interesting things going on here at the podcast. We talk about all sorts of things related to behavioral sciences. So if you want to check it out and learn more about what this show is all about, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastNH.com. Thanks for checking it out.